Say you don't like it, no No, you don't like it Let me read it, let me read Say you don't like it, no No, you don't like it Let me read it, let me read Say you don't like it, no No, you don't like it Let me read it, let me read Say you don't like it, no, you don't like it Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. I am one third of your illustrious trio. The John Cena of journalism, the Brock Lesnar of broadcasting, the Roman Reigns of rhetoric, the Paul Heyman of podcasting, Armand Sadler. We're back. We took a little, uh, took a few more weeks off than we normally do, but we are here to close off season four for you. It honestly feels crazy to say season four. We started out in the pandemic. Um, this was just an idea, an idea born from the group chat, and we were blessed to be brought into the network by J5 Meals and the entire A Show, and it's been truly an honor for people to be receptive to the show, so just want to show my gratitude to all of the listeners for staying with us for four seasons, everyone who's on the Patreon, our, our Discord has grown, the A Show community has grown, um, a lot of you I fuck with, and, and you'll know because I'm mean to y'all. If if I'm mean to you, that means I fuck with you. If I'm not mean to you, then you should probably be concerned about how I actually feel about you. Um, and that goes for DMV, that goes for Jalen, that goes for a, a bunch of y'all. But it's it, the, 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 there's love all behind it. Um, but with that, I also want to show gratitude to uh, my Cornell brothers in arms, my WWE NN, which is the uh, the uh, name of our group chat. If you guys are astute, you can probably figure that out. My two co-hosts, the two-thirds of our illustrious trio. CC, how you feeling, my brother? What's good? It's CC, best rapper and producer in the whole wide world. God body, because I consume healthy products and do tile curls. Benevolent servant to the earth and philanthropist. And every phrase I say is a gym like amethyst. You could put any nigga next to me. Dope-ass women. Let's say, for some reason, we it's everything, everywhere, all at once. <clears throat> Kind of like your bitch when she see me all over my body. <clears throat> I meant, let's just say it's everything all the way at once. And right, we just different objects. I'm a hotel, you a hotel. This is a season finale, but it's still the four seasons. They're going to be like, whose man's is this? I may talk a lot, but only got one thing to say. Love yourself. Keep going. You are the world. Give all you can. Take care of your body, your people, and your land. Where my nigga Chad? I usually take this time to talk about the mid-card. You know, we've got Grandpa Champagne Live for the mid-card, you know. The car mafia. Um, but you know, this is kind of tangential, but I did see on Twitter, you know, it's it's right season, it's TV deal season. So, you know, there's rumors and stuff. And someone floated that they might move Raw off Mondays. And I was just like, that I don't know why I associate Monday Night Raw as like the full formal title, but like Raw on a different day just feels so weird to me. But like, is it weird that like I, I associate no other show, especially not SmackDown? SmackDown's a whore. SmackDown will be on any day of the week. They do not care. But I can't, I can't see Raw on like Wednesday Night Raw. This doesn't feel right. I mean, yeah, like because they often call it Monday Night Raw. Like SmackDown, they'll say Friday Night SmackDown sometimes, or or they'll say Friday on SmackDown or Friday at SmackDown. But it's really or there was the SmackDown Live era. Like this, there's, there's just been what so many era. different, yeah, there's been so many different monikers for it. But Raw is monday night raw it's it begins my work week if i have a shitty monday i know come eight o'clock i can turn on raw and for the last two three years it's been a, a great escape so i've i've definitely imagined and thought about a wednesday night raw a thursday night raw and it, it just it feels very weird like if there's no wrestling on monday i mean i guess that's cool because i can fully watch monday night football or basketball just started uh, today at the time of our recording, so I can watch basketball. Like you know, because it's it's tough having two two laptops set up or a TV and a laptop watching Raw and then watching football on mute or vice versa. Um, but then like that's going to be the case if it's on Wednesday. There's basketball games Wednesday. There's basketball games Thursday. So it's going to be like I'm always going to be kind of splitting time between something. But Raw moving from Monday would be historic. <laughs> that, that, that that would be a paradigm shift. Yeah, no, nah, it's like that's the brand. The brand is Monday Night Raw. Like it is like everybody, like the Judgment Day. What does Rhea say? We run Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins, Monday Night Rollins. Like every, it's Monday. You start with Monday Night, nigga. Like 
that's why like it don't matter if it's a uh, damn games on Thursday or Saturday now or whatever in England um at 9 30 on a Sunday don't matter all that all that stuff that you're doing it's still gonna be Monday night goddamn football <laughs> it comes to it and with high school Friday night goddamn lights is what it's gonna be like sometimes the day is just what it is my boy Taco Tuesday ain't about to be on no goddamn Thursday. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> like, come on. Some shit just is, yeah. nigga. It's just yeah, funny that, li- that, that Raw's in that category of a Taco Tuesday. It's like, no, it's it's that day. Like, it has <laughs> yeah. to be that day. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It just it, it, it just rolls off the tongue very well. Monday Night Raw, like Wednesday Night Raw. It's, it's mad syllables. Like, and it's there's something so, like, cool to me about the, 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 um, the uh, symmetry of it all like like you bookend the work week with wrestling shows mm-hmm. and then you know like sometimes i don't get to watch nxt live so i'll catch it on a wednesday or whatever but you know shout out to youtube tv dvr a hashtag ad but like it's something so cool about you know you got monday uh raw monday smackdown on friday so if 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 both shows are close to each other I don't know. I, I I just feel like I don't really get time to like let shit breathe that happened on Monday and think through it because now I've got to process what's happening on SmackDown. So yeah. it, very, very interesting, uh, interesting time for the WWE. But I mean, it's it's a net positive for them. It shows that they have the the draw of, of another network that wants to buy them and send them billions of dollars and move them to another day. Um, and honestly, I, I, given what they've been able to do the last two years, like I'm sure they would flex it if it's on a Wednesday or whenever. Um, so very, very interesting period ahead. And you can hear discussions like that from us, from the A show, J5 Emils, the War Report with Cyrus and Quan. You can listen to the public episodes. You can also tap into our Patreon, patreon.com backslash the A show RNC for a bunch of bonus content. Um, the A show has shifted their format to where they are doing the show reviews on Patreon only. So public episode, you get the first take format type show and then Patreon people, you get the show reviews. And I, I'm really enjoying the new format. So shout out to them for being willing to change up their content. So again, tap into the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the A show RNC. RNC. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was our Before We Write trivia segment. The undefeated streak continues. And again, I want to put the call out to anyone in the Discord, anyone on the Patreon, any of our listeners. If you want to come on here and test my gangster, I stand on business and I stand on trivia. I am ready, willing, and gable to shoosh you out of this Zoom. So come come see me. Come get this trivia work. But we're going to jump into our public segment now. You know, we always begin with the pre-write, covering things that have happened uh, since our last episode, things that we like, things we don't like in WWE, AEW, shit, even Impact, which has been renamed to TNA. You, you name it, we talk about it. So pre-write time. CC, what you got for us, man? All right. Um, I got a, a quick little question um well mine's a two-parter um well actually how do i want to set this up i'm trying to think how i want to set this up i had a way but now all right i'm gonna just you know what fuck this man hey that's all i gotta say what more can i say rewriter's room four seasons go back and and look through the episodes my nigga we predicted it What's happening right now? Hella flat factions flourishing. What's happening right now? GMs on the shows having, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, actual personas and, and storylines and whatnot, again, or whatever. Um, not only that, something that we also talked about that we knew was coming, but we just like also identified like, hey, this is a key thing that if it doesn't happen, they're not going to get there. Integrating into all the other parts of life that exists outside of this other stuff. For the la- if you've been listening to this podcast, we called we said that if these things happen, they would do better. All these things are happening and they're doing better. I would like, I know we like to talk about uh the um uh the 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 community, the the landscape, the the superstars and wrestlers themselves and whatnot, the promotions or whatnot. But I was like, nah, fuck that. We gonna talk about us right now, or whatever. And I just I just wanted to big y'all boys up on having creative ass minds and being able to spot and pinpoint where shit is valuable and how shit work, how, how it really, really happened or whatever. Cause I think one that make our rewrites fire as fuck. And I'm like, I'm literally always like, yeah, like people don't see uh, like, <laughs> like my face be stuck when these niggas be talking. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. 
Um, but yeah, I just wanted to to point out the fact that we we on to some crazy shit, and man, I just wanna just wanna say for you know people listening, you never you never know what might come, bro. But but shit, yeah, I just wanna to big us up, bro. What more can I say, bro? We called all this shit. Everything that we said that should work been working for these niggas. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. It's um, it's an interesting experience. I I think over time we have while we do galaxy brain things, I think that we have also become better fantasy bookers, very intentional and realistic fantasy bookers and deciding people's motivations and where people would fit in good places. I think also just being older wrestling fans who have watched the product for a while, like we can kind of see when a, a knot can be tied. So when it is tied, it feels really good. Like when they did Cody versus Dom at uh, Money in the Bank, I was like, fucking fire. Yes, absolutely. When they did Drew versus Goldberg back in the fucking PC uh, Thunderdome era, I was like, yes, absolutely. When they did Big E defending against Drew, like shit like that, it's just like, you know, it's fun to get predictions, right? But it's also cool to see like, damn, like we kind of we kind of get this shit to an extent. Like, I, I don't want the book. I don't want to be responsible for this shit. If, if, if you put the bloodline story in my hand, I probably would have fucked it up. Um, Drew, Drew would have won that clash for sure. So <laughs> so people would not have liked that. But, well, some people would have liked it. Some people wouldn't have. But yeah, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, we've we've definitely been on it. Um, and I can't wait to see, you know, as as we continue to grow and as the show continues to grow. We we think we think a lot like Triple H in, in many ways. Um, so yeah, feels good, man. Feels good. And actually, this plays into my pre-write. I mentioned Drew McIntyre. He's been on an interesting journey these last couple months. You know, he returned at Money in the Bank, lost to Gunther at SummerSlam, and he is suffering post-bloodline stress disorder. And this is a big credit to the continuity editor because after he lost at Clash and then he had the, the War Games match, he didn't interact with any of them at all. Moved over to Raw. Sammy's there. KO's there. Jay comes over and they pick that shit right back up. And, you know, I, I, I love that the Bloodlines, even though it's not the powerhouse that it once was, it's still so impactful because they fucked with everybody. Like, in the, in the three years of Roman's reign and the Usos reigning with the titles, everybody got fucked with because of the bloodline. Lost opportunities, lost matches, got screwed over. And you're seeing a lot of people kind of, they're, they're motivated by that, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. Seth Rollins talking about how I never want to be like Roman Reigns. Like he, 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 he won his title match by DQ, never got another opportunity, but he still has that smoke for Roman. Drew going through his changes, you know, Jay popping up on the show, him being mad at Cody, him being mad at Sami Zayn, him, you know, teasing this heel turn. I, I don't know if he lied to me in, in, when I interviewed him and saying he want to turn heel. He might have. It's okay, bro, because I'm really enjoying it right now. They put Miz in front of him. Miz is kind of picking at him, like, saying, like, yo, you act this way, but then you act this way. Now he's getting the title match against Seth. Like, it's it's truly really good shit, and it's sensible booking to where you can follow up on something and use it to push somebody forward, something forward. Um, and everyone, you know, feels like Drew is a top talent who hasn't gotten, who hasn't gotten the title since 2021. He's gotten one world title match since then. Um, so I think that this is great. You know, of course, I would like to see him beat Seth at Crown Jewel. Half of me thinks it's going to happen. Half of me doesn't. But I think it's only going to further um, push him in a, in a great direction in if he turns heel, being a top heel on Monday Night Raw, you know, they're teasing this Judgment Day stuff. Like, could Drew McIntyre take over the Judgment Day where they have Rhea as, as the leader dominating the women and then Drew taking over? And, like, what does that mean for the group? Is is Finn getting kicked out? Is Priest getting kicked out? Is JD, you know, joining? Like, for sure. Like, well, what the hell is going to happen there? So I think there's so many interesting threads here. Um, and I think the key part of it is using Drew's misfortunes to motivate him as a character to where he's being this badass because he, he was a great heel when he returned and he became an amazing baby face but i think the baby face run has ran its course and i think that if he does fully turn heel like honestly he'll probably get his longest title reign as a heel <laughs> to be honest like he held the wwe title for he won it in april lost it uh hell in a cell i think that was october 2020 got it back Two weeks later, held it till like February. So it was like a six month reign and then like a three or four month reign. Uh, he, he, he might hold that shit for a year as a heel, especially if he has a very strong faction. And it makes the Judgment Day very interesting too, because a lot of people complain about how present they are, the constant Cody 
Sammy J matches, all that shit. But I mean, they're the top stars. They're the top faction on Raw right now. And like everything runs through them and they do a lot of interesting stuff. And, you know, seeing like Rhea talking to Heyman, telling him, acknowledge me. Like there's so many layers and interesting threads to that. And so I think putting Drew in the mix, Seth being in the mix, Jay and Sammy being constantly in the mix, Cody in the mix, like you're having your top talents interacting with one another and it all works out and makes sense. So I'm very interested to see where my guy goes and, you know, selfishly, I hope it ends with, with the world title again. I think, yeah, two things, obviously, you know, got to know when Drew came back as a heel, he was partnered with Dolph Ziggler, RP, my guy, I was going to shout him out. And secondly, I don't know if Drew has the right sexual energy for judgment day. I feel like there's an undercurrent in judgment day where it's like, Oh, they're all kind of fucking. And I don't know if Drew can get on, like he wears like Ed Hardy shirts. And I just don't know if that's like the vibe. Like, I don't know if he's kinky enough to be in Judgment Day. Like, he can't, does Drew wear, like, like he has that leather duster, which is kind of the right vibe. But I just, like, I can't, I just don't know if he has the right like, energy. But maybe that would be the storylines, them kind of turning him, making him, like, more evil. Uh, mine is about Logan, Logan Paul. I'm not really, like, I didn't really, know. I know of Logan Paul, obviously, but I was not, like, some big Logan Paul fan. I just kind of became much more aware of him when he got to wrestling, honestly. Um, but I watched, you know, the highlights of that fight he had. And when he cut that promo on Rey Mysterio at the end of that boxing match, bro, I was like, I know, I know Triple H is somewhere at home. Like, this is exactly what the fuck I wanted, bro. Like, that could not have went better. Like, it's so interesting because, like, Brock Lesnar obviously holds this special place. It's like he was whooping ass in MMA and he was whooping ass in WWE. And, like, most people can't say that. And, obviously, Logan Paul is not Brock Lesnar. But he does have that kind of crossover thing where it's like, oh, if he does WWE stuff and then also legitimately fights and is basically the same character, that makes his WWE character way cooler. Like, the fact that just, like, random people heard him talk about fucking Rey Mysterio after he beat up some YouTuber is like something that like, that's, that's what Dana White hates. That's like Dana White's worst nightmare is that someone would cut a WWE promo after like a UFC fight. And so I think it's really cool that he did that. And like, we've talked a lot about how he's such a good like wrestler for someone who is not a wrestler. But I think that like, I can see a scenario where like, yeah, I hear the argument where you don't want another part-timer with the title, but say he wins it in Saudi Arabia, then drops it like, smackdown afterwards or two smackdowns afterwards i feel like that could be kind of fun i feel like a couple weeks of logan paul as u.s champion would be kind of fun and like i feel like not to say he's earned that but like no shade i love Rey mysterio but it's not as if Rey mysterio needs to have you know the u.s title for three more weeks like he's goaded like he don't need it so like it's fair yeah, to say he earned paul. that he earned that no he, he earned that shit he's he earned that, that shit Third match against Roman Reigns. Fire. Damn near a five-star. Stole Fire the whole match nigga with move. Seth nigga can't do his move anymore because he did it. Like, I'm Great sorry. match with Ricochet. Debuts, beats the Mysterios at WrestleMania. Beats the Miz at SummerSlam. Like, lo- lo- like I'm, I'm genuinely ready for a Logan Paul world title reign. So a mid-card title, like, that headline alone... Logan I'm Paul saying. defeats Rey Mysterio in Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel. You know how United many more States eyes that's going to get on the product? Brother, a, a celebrity wrestler with a mid-card title. Come on, bro. Come and on. it's the U.S. title. Like, that. even the name. Like, it's easy for people to get. Oh, he's the U.S. champion. Oh, he's the champion of America. There is a flag on him. of war. So <laughs> I'm saying, bro. And they just did the big TKO thing. So, they, you know, they're all about, like, breaking bread. Like, I just feel like I get the argument against it, but I'm like, this would just be so fun. And that's what wrestling's supposed to be. Stupid, fun stuff. So, like, and also, like, it would never happen. It would never, ever happen with the idea that just someone on Raw could hint that, like, oh, maybe Gunther will face Logan Paul at Survivor Series. <laughs> that would be crazy. Come on, man. Come on, man. Honestly... And I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, I know they announced War Games, and it, it's looking like the War Games match is it's probably just going to be one this year. Just the the men, which yeah, is fine. Have, yeah, I, I think they should mix it up, like because Survivor Series has three themes now, where it's War Games, it's brand versus brand, um, and then it's like those those traditional five person you know team matches. 
I think the War Games match is clearly going to be Bloodline, Judgment Day involved with Cody, KO, all that stuff. They should fuck around and do like one champion versus champion match just for bragging rights type stuff. And then also do the traditional story-based five five person tag team matches too. Like, so if if we can somehow get Logan Paul versus Gunther, and Logan could lose. Logan's lost a lot. He's had what yeah. five, six matches. Even just He's, the poster. Even if they end up changing them, even just the one promo poster of Gunther having to talk about having to wrestle Logan Paul. One promo, one poster. Because you know Gunther's gonna be Gunther's gonna be pissed. Gunther's gonna be pissed. Who is this person disgracing my, my sacred mat? Yeah. So this saying. man who, who who's held a championship for three weeks wants to come. I I can't do a Gunther accent, but like, bro, like you yeah. know those promos are gonna be legendary because he's going to be so fucking pissed, and Logan's gonna get the fuck under his skin. Oh yes. my god, Bro's, give it to me. When to he me. when he when Gun when Gunther fucking chops that nigga, that shit's going my viral. Bro, it's going viral. If, real talk, real talk. If if Logan Paul mans up and wrestles Gunther. That like he might need to like win the Royal Rumble, bro. Cause that's some like real man shit. I gotta respect you on that. If he has a fire match against Gunther, like if he takes that power bomb like an adult and then takes the splash, I say, bro, yeah, you were on. It's it, it's it's truly not not an if to me. Like and and I think the styles are perfect because I like Gunther's yeah. matches against smaller opponents more than his mm-hmm. like like the the Bronson match I really enjoyed, but the Gable match. The, the match he had against Sami Zayn a couple months ago, like Gunther with a small opponent, it's kind of like Brock versus a smaller opponent. Like yeah. it is just so much more you can do. And Logan's great in the ring. He's better than some niggas who've been doing this for a while. Like if we really, if we're really being honest, he's better than some niggas who have been doing this for a while. So better than a yeah, lot of your favorites. Need it. Need it, need it man. I, yeah. I need it. <sighs> well, wow. Great pre-write. Let's jump into this free-write. So I'll start off because mine is completely non-wrestling related. Um, NBA season is back. There's a lot of different storylines here. A lot of, you know, moves that have been made. What are y'all most excited for in this NBA season? I'll just go real quick. Um, I haven't, I kind of fell off from watching basketball for a while, even though I used to play like my whole goddamn life. Um, Because it was just like kind of not as enjoyable to watch. And when I watched the playoffs this past year, I was like, okay, I'm starting to see a little bit more of what I like. Um, so like, I guess the thing that I'm really looking forward to the most is like seeing people just like play basketball in different ways, other than the ways they've been playing it for like the last like five, six, seven years or whatever with the basic let's come down the court for people on the perimeter and you know shoot with fucking 20 seconds on the clock like you know just some other shit i'm just hoping to hoping to see and think i'm going to see some other shit i think yeah obviously like as like i came late to basketball i actually got more into basketball going to school in new york because people talk so much shit about ohio i feel like i had to defend lebron um, but the thing that's, that's just different about basketball than like a football is that you get to really see like the competition between individuals. Like you really get to see their faces and them getting to it. So I really love that about basketball. But honestly, I'm like really excited to see LeBron James. I just like it's so cool that he's still playing. And I feel like we're getting close to the end. And I really need to like savor it because like watching NFL now, it's like all the quarterbacks I watch as a kid are all retired. That's so weird. Like, hey, being in a sports phase where it's like, oh, yeah, Sante Samuel's son is in the NFL. Joey Porter's son plays for the Steelers now. Not Joey Porter, his son. Bro, Arch Manning is in college. Like, it's we're just, it's just crazy. LeBron's, like, one of the few people, like, from our childhood who still plays. So I just, like, watching him play sometimes. It's not every night anymore, but, like, sometimes he'll just do something where it's like, man, LeBron James is so good. Like, he is, like, so amazing. And so it's just cool to watch that. And I'm just trying to cherish it because, yeah, one day there'll be no LeBron. And when LeBron's done playing basketball, I will feel officially painted. So that's what I'm looking forward to. All right. Who's Uh, up next? Yo, wait. What if LeBron is just playing basketball to keep millennials from feeling old? Wow. What if LeBron just like never quits? That would be so funny. He just played till he's like fifty. Like he just played forever. Like that would be funny as shit. I think if there's um, if there's an, anyone who would do it, it would be Bron. Like we're we're never gonna see anyone like him again. I I don't think. Nah, man. And like I know some real hard nigga shit, but it's like the youth really don't know, bro. 
when LeBron James got to Miami, bro, and that nigga decided he was about to win a basketball game, it wasn't nothing he was doing about it, bro. Like I was a different animal in the same beast, bro. He was he was on some other shit, bro. You know, he only came back crazy. To Cleveland, bro. You know he was crazy because Dwayne Wade was just like, all right, I'm gonna chill. And if you like, I I modeled my game after Dwayne Wade. If you've ever watched Dwayne Wade decide that he's gonna take over a game, you cannot <laughs> stop that nigga. So if right. he's like, nah, he got it, bro. That just lets you know how much this nigga got it, bro. Like, come bro, on. I, I remember that finals game where the Spurs. I think it was Tim Duncan knocked off his headband. I was like, yeah, he about to turn into a whole different nigga, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was thankful for that. I was thankful for that. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but speaking of facing the NBA, is LeBron James uh, is, was, is, maybe. I think what's interesting is that, you know, I, I said for a while, and I say on Twitter probably once a week, we need to split up the tag titles. We really need to have a tag division restored. But once it is restored, I do feel like while maybe one side of the tag division Division, those titles change. We typically have like a long reigning kind of face of the tag team division, like the Usos, the New Day, Rated RK Bro, the Bar. There's like one tag team that's kind of like, okay, this is like the main tag team. And I was wondering, like, who do you think will be in that new wave of like, who do we have now who's like, oh, because obviously like the Usos and New Day still wrestle, but like of this new crop of tag teams, like who do we think will just kind of be around and be a staple as like, no, they're just a fire tag team and that's like what they do. I feel like that's what they're trying to do, reuniting DIY. I, I honestly think they're going to get a reign and they're going to be there. They, they might have like one long reign and then lose it, but they're always going to be in the mix for those titles because Champa and Gargano great on their own for sure. But I don't really see them beating any of the current mid-card champions right now. And they're currently both on Raw too. Um, so I think you split those titles up, you do DIY versus Imperium, you do DIY versus uh, Alpha Academy, DIY versus New Day. I think you put all those teams together for a fatal four-way tag match, that should be fire too. Um, I, I honestly think that's what DIY's role is and why they were reunited, and I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, pretty deadly though also, I think that they can be that, um, and they're they're over as like they're getting like baby face reactions right now too. Um, so I can just imagine a, a, a future survivor series. You get DIY versus pretty deadly. And I think that match is going to bang. Um, and then also bro, theory and Waller are fucking great too. As a heel tag team, you need a really good heel tag. team, I And I think that, I think that they're going to be great. Cause I think Theory's theory's kind of running his course as a singles guy. Waller is, is better to me, but I don't know if they seriously want to put a title on Waller. So I think you let them rock in the tag team division. They lose the titles, they can break up. Um, and you know, eventually maybe Waller goes to a singles title. But um I, I think I think DIY is where you where you put your money on being like the face and the workhorses of the tag team division. When I saw them Swifties come at Grayson Waller, I was like, oh bro, this guy's got it, man. <laughs> Guy understands how the game is played. And I also this is maybe the like late 90s in me but i love a tag team where one guy talks and one guy wrestles i think that's like it's like such a basic concept but i just like love a tag team where it's like you got the mouth and you got the muscle i just it always works for me and i think grayson waller is a great mouth who can wrestle just good enough where he can be in a tag team and austin theory can talk just barely enough where it's like okay he can be the guy around him but like they do such a good job it's basically like two kind of parts of the same perfect wrestler where it's like if you put them together they're perfect but they're separate so that's why they make a good tag team yeah yeah um i mean i agree with armand's whole list um i see street profits taking themselves to the usos level um at some point it just depends on whether they want to do it or not that's a that's a thing um they have that potential that's something that they can do. Um, that's my like one A ish. That's like a like if they want to do that, which I I know they they probably don't want to stick to that. So my real one, which is my one B, it's pretty deadly, man. Sorry, like I've been watching her a long ass time. That's somebody who's gonna be around a while. Like that's a tag team that's gonna be like that's when the new. I don't know what it was like when the new day came around, but I'm here for pretty deadly, and I'm like nah, this is gonna be here for a while. Like, as long as they can keep this going, this is going to be here for a while. 
So yeah, that's that's mine. Yeah, pretty deadly. They're just so funny, dude. Like you can see them like doing commercials and like doing like oh they're on the Fox Morning Show talking to you know Michael Strahan or whoever. Like they're just like so good in their character stuff that like you just can't deny them. And they can for real wrestle for real. Like they mm-hmm. like like I think you know I was late to the Fandango party. I'll admit. I was late to Brizongo. Like I was late. But once I got there, I'm like, oh, they need to put the belt on them. And they never really did for real. They never fully committed to them. And I feel like this is obviously not the same thing, but this is how you make up for that. Like, they, like you have to, like, strike this one tight because they are so funny. And they can be so good with the belts. Bro, they got jumped in a spa on Friday. Like, they they were in a spa and just, you know, pampering themselves. <laughs> and then they get pull, pulled up on by the Brawling Brutes. And it was just fucking fantastic like this is what you want you want them with those titles at a fucking at a golf course or something and then getting pulled up on by whoever their ops are Mm -hmm. um so yeah absolutely absolutely cc what you got for us free right wise um chan i'm actually uh glad that you uh asked that question um because speaking of pretty dead, pretty deadly, um, my question has to do with NXT call-ups. Um, so it's a two-parter. Who's the biggest NXT call-up disappointment for you so far? That's the first part. And that goes to both of you guys. Like ever? Or just like no, 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 no. I meant like from basically like this year, you know, the recent call-ups. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, most disappointing. I guess I like this is gonna be kind of controversial. I just the solo thing, I just feels feels a little undercooked. It feels like we could have got more out of solo before we threw him in the bloodline. Cause I just feel like he serves a good purpose in the bloodline, but I don't know what purpose he serves outside of that. Like I don't know anything about solo besides that he just is about the family and i feel like if they would have let it just cook a little longer maybe give me a couple more like reasons why solo wanted to join the bloodline it would have been good but that kind of because i feel like a lot of them like my initial thought was like bronson reed but i'm like is bronson reed disappointing me or is bronson reed just bronson reed and i feel like he had an icy title match so he did a bronson reed just bronson reed candace doesn't really get on tv so that's kind of disappointing so there's stuff like that, but in terms of the people who actually like do stuff, I would say solo. I just feel like there, there's, there's, they not rushed it, but I feel like he, they just made him a part of the story instead of making him like Jay and Jimmy, who like are, are characters within the story. Like Solo doesn't have his own like, like if Solo turned on Roman, it would make no fucking sense. He'd be like, why did he? Do, unless someone told him to, he'd be like so confused. Whereas like with Jimmy yeah. and Jay, there was a clear line to it. I, I think it would have been interesting if they followed the kind of Jimmy and Jay format where they're initially hesitant to join up with Roman. You know, Solo comes up, he's this highly touted call up. He's doing his thing on his own. And Jimmy and Jay, his brothers are like, yo, like you see what we're doing. We're tag champs. Roman is the champ. Like we're running this shit. And so was like, uh, his name is Solo. Like I, 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 I want to do my own thing. And then he gets into some shit. And he recognizes, like, damn, like, maybe I need their help or maybe they need me, you know, a situation like that. Like, I I think the moment at Clash was cool. You know, he's been a great enforcer. But I am concerned, like, if he is to go off on his own, because this nigga don't talk, (laughs) one, like, so he's going to need a manager. Like, and they've been teasing, they teased Ascension with him and Roman in the past, and it hasn't really been revisited. I, I think that that's purposeful and it's going to come to fruition later on. But I wonder, like, if Heyman's going to stick with Roman or if Heyman's going to stick with Solo. I honestly think Solo would need someone. If it's not Heyman, it's somebody. Because him on his own, and, like, he, he has good matches. I don't think he's an amazing wrestler, but he has he has good matches. Like, he's he's literally Umaga. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I think that if, you know, the plan is to fully break all of them up, they're going to need to do do some work with, with Solo. And, you know, like, I have full faith in Triple H and, and the team, but um, I, I think that's a that's a good point you made. And, like, he's being utilized well, but there's not 
all that much to him besides being Roman's enforcer, being the bloodlines enforcer, being the sidekick to somebody or the nigga who handles the dirty work. He's got to have the SmackDown matches because Roman's not like that's basically the slot he's in at this point where it's like, yeah. well, if Jimmy's not wrestling, Solo got to wrestle because Roman not about to wrestle tonight. And I feel like it, it's been a lot of that. And I just fear that like, OK, well, when this carousel stops, what is he doing exactly, you know? Because even like Umaga, that's a really good point. He basically is Umaga. And I feel like that was always the issue with Umaga. Like Umaga is fire, but it just felt like, okay, well, where do we go with this? He doesn't really talk, you know? Like it just kind of felt stuck. And like the whole mystique gets lost after you lose once. Like Cody was the first to be solo. And then Solo lost to, um, he got pinned by Sammy at fucking Night of Champions. Yep. He got pinned by Jay the night before Jay faced Roman. He got pinned by LA Knight, too. Like, that one was very surprising to me. So it's just like, you don't even have that that luster of being this unbeatable guy. Like, you've, like, you know, four losses isn't a lot, but the amount right. that he wrestles, like, it's like, all right, man, like, you've, you've lost you've lost four times now, and you lost to LA Knight, who's, you know, he's clearly being pushed a certain way. So it's like, you know, I, I get it to make him look formidable for Roman, but at this point, it's like, all right, we know if someone is being built up to be Roman's challenger and they face solo, they're going to be solo to look strong for Roman. So there's this, there's got to be some variation there. So, yeah. Um, I'd say my answer is pretty much the same to you. I, I don't think there's been anyone that's been disappointing. I, um, you know, I think Zoe Stark's been used well. Grayson's been used well. Then the, everyone else just hasn't really been on TV enough. I think they brought up a lot of people to fill out the rosters. But um, the reality is on SmackDown, Bloodline needs their 30 minutes. The women need their 30 minutes. Um, Theory and Waller need their time. Um, whoever else, the LWO needs their time. So it's just like, they're not really going to get TV time on SmackDown. Then on Raw, a lot of them are kind of just jobbers. A lot of them are like the, the enhancement talent, Indy, Candice. Zoe's been great. I really enjoy Zoe's stuff. I, I would like to see her do more. I think there's something there with her and Shayna teaming up if they were to do that um but um yeah i don't there's i don't think there's any disappointments it's just like people are coming up in a time where there are huge stars like judgment day needs their multiple segments cody needs his time um drew seth needs needs their time becky needs her time like it's it's it, and it's it's they have an embarrassment of riches so like it's great for the wwe but for those talents who we know could maybe do more it's like damn but it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just bad for them individually. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's no one I'm disappointed by. Cool. Uh, so that being said, on the flip side, which one has like positively surprised you the most? What's been like the most like wow? Like you really wow? Okay, you know. Honestly, I'll say Grayson Waller. I same. I. I was fucking with Grayson Waller NXT. I'm, I'm not saying I wasn't, but I didn't know if he would bang as hard as he did on the main rock. I just like wasn't sure because he he wrestles well, but he never he didn't wrestle like a lot. And so it was like, okay, he has this very elaborate finisher, which is cool, but it's like it's a lot of setup. But like, bro could just talk. Like, bro just has the gift of gap, and he just knows how to get under people's skin. And it's like it's so authentic like he is trolling but it's like oh he is probably like this is how he naturally is like i'm sure they don't have to coach him to be how he is like that's just his natural like where how he leans it's like hit way harder than i thought it would be honestly like it's been it's, he's been like really good and i also like they've put him in good positions too but like i i would say great Bro, it was worth it just for the swifty video itself that's <laughs> yeah that was Classic. hilarious that and was he's never beautiful he's never been a champion like he's never had any title it's like they had that you know, that picture of like him mellow braun tony all three of them have been champions in nxt grayson was the first one to leave he's and gonna I, have I, an iconic ic title run oh yeah he's definitely gonna be like a mid-card legend like he's yeah. gonna be he's gonna he's gonna be a mid-card legend i can't wait but yeah i, I was i was worried because i'm like yeah he hasn't won a title he hasn't really even had that many title matches in nxt i'm like okay Let's call him up, and he, yeah, he, he pulled it off. I can't like he's the one saving Theory, not the other way around. Like, it, it, like Theory has been at WrestleMania, has been by Vince McMahon, has been U.S. champion, but Grayson Waller is saving him. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. Talk about Waller. it. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not even paused. I'm not even surprised by Waller. I, I always saw it for him. I was a huge fan from the beginning when he came into 2.0. So I can't even say I'm surprised by it. I'm happy to see how well he's been integrated into um, the main roster. I think the Grayson Waller effect is, you know, you and you like it or you don't. I really enjoy it. And it's cool that they've had him, you know, interview Cody, interview Charlotte and Oscar. They, they they had that whole women's thing before Money in the Bank. Like it's it's just a cool way to have him there and kind of have him, you know, instigating with people. But the in-ring stuff, the stuff with theory, like it's I I I saw it for him. It was just a matter of, you know, when. So I'm I'm really happy for him. Um yeah, I, I really can't say there's anyone who's surprised. Maybe Zoe Stark, because like again, her, her her character still needs some work, but she's she's been used, utilized well. Putting her by Trish was genius. Um, now she's off on her own title match at Crown Jewel. Like that's awesome for her. Um, so I think maybe that's a positive surprise for me because I like I, I thought she was really good in NXT, but the character was always meh for me. And you know she can she she definitely could use more crowd investment. But I think I, th- I think she's gonna show out. I really think like her and Raquel are going to be the focal points of that match. And then Rhea's going to end up swooping in and win. Um, but I think that's, it's going to be a big showcase for them. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, I, I can't really say anyone's like surprised me. One uh, thing um, I'll say for you out is just, I, that nigga Dragon Lee is nice. And oh yeah. If they can oh, get yeah. him with somebody who can talk, get him up to talk. I He'll take that spot too. Cause like, that nigga get in the square circle and clocks into work. That nigga do not play around in there, bro. So I, I got to give him credit where he had that SmackDown match. They were just like, damn, I guess you work here now. Like, yeah. that's how far the match was. They was like, I guess you was here now, bro. It looked like it looked like Ray told him, like, I mean, if I'm going, if you want one of me, take him. Yeah. Even the name Dragon Lee. Fire. That shit is fire. 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 And 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 we've seen we have seen them try to recreate Rey Mysterio over the course of these years. Sin Cara, uh, motherfucking um, all of all Lucha, those, house all, yeah, all of, house all of Lucha. They they tried for a while, and, and then there's Axiom too. Like it seemed like they were trying to do that with Axiom. Axiom still down there. Dragon Lee's ass is up on the main roster doing his thing. Great presentation. I love his theme. I love his Tron. I I love everything around it. So. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I, the, the sky's the limit for him, I, I, I believe. So, absolutely, v- very good. Because I I honestly forgot about him. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Let's get into our rewrite. So, like we said, this is a very different episode. We're ending on a very fun note. Um, we are all rap fans. Throughout WWE history, there have been some uh, some fun fun rapper characters. You know, uh, shout out to Crime Time. Rest in peace to my guy Shad. Um, of course, John Cena in his early years. Um, we've and hip hop has just been integrated throughout the WWE for quite some time. So, what we have prepared is some battle rap bars for superstars that we hate. Now, we have an actual rapper here, so you know I I feel like well maybe he should set it off or maybe he should go last because his will probably be the best out of all of us. So, CC, I'm gonna let you decide if you want to start or if you want to. You want to hear our bars first and then show us up, you know, like whatever you want, man. Um, I put I put something a little, as the British would say, cheeky in there. So I'm going to save mine for last. Okay, I'll lead off. I'm sure a lot of people can guess who my battle rap bars are for. Um, But I'm 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 going to spit them anyway. So (laughs) you a two time champ, but that shit a myth. Uh huh. One time was thanks to Roman. Uh-huh. Other time you beat Miz. Ooh. When you try to cut a promo, you sound like you six. Ooh. And now you're getting outshined in your faction by the street profits. Ooh. You the one superstar to have a weak feud with Brock. MVP is way better off working with Omas. Oh, shit. Let's not forget about them days with Lana. I can't wait for Santos to shine your bald head with a Hurricane Rana. Oh, Donda, Marco, Donda. <laughs> Slow it down. I just <laughs> dissed you. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> that was fire. <laughs> hey, man, you know, I, 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 was, I was on the bus typing it up, just cooking. I was like, oh, yeah, I got him. I got him. Let me get him. I got him. 
that was obviously about Lashley in case you all couldn't figure that out, listeners. <laughs> Usually so good, man. I just like copied a, a battle rap. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I got part. All right. I took this from uh, eight mile. Um I spit yo, I spit a racial slur, honky sue me. This shit is a horror flick, but the black guy doesn't die in this movie. He said, fuck it with gender, fuck it with gender. Thought you gotta be kidding. That makes me believe you really don't have an interest in living. You think he's gonna feel this shit you say? I got a better chance to join the KKK. All the real shit though, I like you. So I didn't want to have to be the one you commit a punk kick to. He said, fuck gender, call me a leader. I feel better. I gotta murder that dude from Malcolm in the Middle. So I think Randy Orton looks like the guy from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> I used to like that show. Now I got me in fight back mode. But oh well. If you got a bro, you got a bro. I hate to do this. I have, I will hope for this to last. Saw the pictures of my we're in, so you won't RKO my ass. And all's well that ends okay. So on this shit, with a fuck you, and I hear voices in my head all day. That was crazy. So that was gender to Randy Orton. I was, I was about to say, I was about to say, did do you hate Randy Orton? <laughs> no, but gender does. And I felt like gender would have a battle rap for Randy Orton. I don't have any wrestlers I really hate for real, for real. Like the only people I like really can't stand are like like fans, are like fans of people. Like most persons, I'm just like, oh, I just don't really care for that person. Like, I don't like dislike, actively dislike anyone. I think the last wrestler I like actively disliked, you wanna know something funny. You know, so I'm like kind of problematic. As a kid, like I like thought the Eugene character was like really fucked up. I like didn't like that they did that on TV. I used to like, hate that, that he was a character. I just think that was like really mean. Because like my friend's sister had Down syndrome. And I used to be like, this is not cool. So I used to like, I didn't like hate Eugene, but I just like hate that character. I think that's the last character I like really hated. But I feel like Ginger Mahal should be. It was crazy. It, it was pretty nuts in, in hindsight. Like I know. I actually really enjoyed it, but looking back, I'm like, wow, that was what a fucking era we were in where you could just get that off on TV for months and people just laughed at it. Watched him get his ass beat by evolution. But I like, I, like you remember, I remember thinking as a kid, I was just like, this isn't okay, right? Like, <laughs> I feel like this doesn't feel because even like I would watch the Dudley Boys. Put May Young through three tables. Like, yeah, fine, she's fine. Oh yeah, that's I don't care about. That's that. whatever. That's whatever. Fine, she's taking them off. But yeah, like even I watched Brock Lesnar F five with one legged kid. It's cool. It's all in the game. No problem. Yeah, no, that's yeah, inclusivity you, is what that is. He gets everybody catching this F five. It's Suplex City. It's accessible. Yeah. It's ADA compliant. <laughs> it's ADA compliant. <laughs> <laughs> they got ramps in Suplex City. But yeah, Eugene, I was like, I don't like this. I was like, yeah, this, nah, this don't was... speak to me. I was like, I don't like this. I was like, cut, cut this off. All right, I'm going to let y'all guess who I'm talking about, and I'm going to just go. You try stay slut. What won't you do for a buck? You tweaking, Miss Big Beaky. Tell the truth, you a cuck. Couldn't outdraw a rock and Steve, so you had to deceive. Had you leaving niggas behind like you wouldn't believe. Slow your roll and just breathe. I won't push this stance harder, because at least I'm comfortable leaving my father-in-law, my granddaughter. I'm so sorry. I am so. Listen. So I don't. I don't hate. I'm like similarly. I don't really like hate wrestlers ever. When I was a kid, there was only one person who I was kind of like, yeah, oh that nigga do kind of. I like he did it. He like he got me. He really did. It worked. Or whatever. And it was Triple H or whatever. Yeah. But it's so ironic because I fucking like. I, he's like my favorite now. Like so, um, that was good. That was my kid, my kid self getting bars off on that nigga, and I had to throw a shot at your boy at the end. <laughs> That's how I got him. Like following on like creep was like, yeah, yup. I was like, there's not really much I could say about this nigga because he is great. So let me just throw that in there. <laughs> nah, I feel you. That's how I used to feel about JBL. I used to like hate JBL as a kid. I was like, he sucks. He's but always bothering Johnson and Batista. But now as a dog, I'm like, that boy was in his bag, bro. When they had that man on the border, bro. Bro, nigga, that's that might be one of the best videos on YouTube ever. Like, that's like, crazy. That is talking about shit they was putting on TV. I'm like, that is looking, but like that is so crazy. That's they worse thought than, that's a segment, bro. 
Like, I'm pretty sure Fox News would be like, yo, that's crazy. Like, Chill. Can you imagine being in the meeting where it's like, all right, so we're just going to go out to, like, the woods and just hire some brown actors, and we're going to have JBL catch them. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the lights. Let's get the lights. Let's get the lights. Let's do it at night. <laughs> crazy. That was the best part that they decided to do that at night because they tried to make it look real. That was so real. genius. Bro. Oh, my <laughs> God. Insane. That shit was fire. <laughs> insane and I, I was so pissed as a kid because like because that was during like they did this like i don't remember what it was called but they basically had like it was a popularity contest to decide who would get a title match and john cena was clearly in the lead and the jbl does that shit and then kurt says like nah now jbl wins i'm like oh fuck this guy who even is this guy like bradshaw ass nigga get the fuck out of here wrestling but, god uh, yeah yeah i i, I think i want to I was gonna say I think I want to go back and like rewatch his his run like his entire run because it was as much as I hated him like it was, it was good TV I, I was invested I was so invested like that's the point you hate him when when he had his title matches against Undertaker I was like oh he's for sure gonna lose he's for sure gonna lose and he always found a way to beat him always fucking found a way it was insane but um. Those are our bars. As you see, you know, we are multi-talented gentlemen who can, um, you know, give your favorite wrestlers or your non-favorite wrestlers some uh, some battle rap bars. So salute to my rapping gentlemen. Again, we want to thank y'all for sticking with us uh, for four seasons. We will, we will be back. Don't worry. We're going to take a little break. You know, we all got lives to live and wrestling to watch and catch up on. We want to give y'all some older older storylines and that requires us to do our research but shout out to everyone who was tapped in uh with the rewriters room shout out to everyone who was tapped in with the a show network again patreon.com backslash the a show rnc for bonus content from all of our shows um you can go back and re-listen to our old episodes go back to like season one and listen to us and listen to us now and how much we've improved as bookers and improved our audio and a bunch of different shit too to be honest it's a process it's growth but um and shout out to you guys, of course, for sticking with the show as well. I know a lot of podcasts that don't make it past episode one or season one. And we've been locked in uh, for this long. And we'll be locked in until life calls us elsewhere. And there's nothing more to rewrite. But WWE is forever. So they're always going to give us shit to rewrite. And so with that, for the men with the pen, for Big Dog CC, for the mid-card mafia leader, Chan himself, and for myself and all my monikers, we want to wish y'all a... Um, happy halloween um you'll get this before halloween but yeah be safe um, if any of you are, are being wrestlers for the holiday post pictures and tag us too um and we will we will grade your your costumes but um yeah that's it so enjoy yourselves <laughs>